Welcome to Black Talk Radio News. My name is Scotty Reed, broadcasting from behind the enemy lines of USA, Inc. And we are going to talk to, once again, a friend of the show, uh, Brother Kwabana Rasuli of Clear the Airways Projects, about some of the violence coming out of Chicago, a couple of rappers almost get into a shootout in West Hollywood, and then we'll also speak on the BET Awards, which is just basically following a suit with who they nominate and who they give awards to, following the Grammys and the NAACP Image Award, the same people keep nominating and winning these awards. And, of course, our issue is, is why are you awarding stuff that promotes violence, uh, gang warfare, drug use, pornography? On Speaking on the tip, pornography, just a side note, I hadn't been on the app uh, what's the name? Of, what's the name of that app? Oh man, I didn't forgot it. TikTok is the name of that app, and I have you know I have an account on there. It's about a year old. I don't really use it a lot, but I do have people I follow on there, and it's a really great app, man. You can learn a lot of stuff on there, like life hacks, you know, uh, how to do stuff around the house, do it yourself videos. So it's a lot of stuff on there. But one of the most popular things TikTok is known for is black people dancing and then white people copying black people dancing and the white people getting all the attention and they videos blowing up. Um, but there is a new, I guess, song out by, um, what's her name? Uh, Megan D stallion. And we're, I just saw a clip of it and they was doing a dance to it or not dancing to it. Uh, I think there's some kind of protest where they're just going to play the music and the black people not going to dance or whatever um, because they keep getting copied, as I mentioned. But they was playing a song from, it was playing a little clip, the video I saw was playing a little clip of Megan Thee Stallion and she said she was, and I'm paraphrasing, but she basically was talking about gargling penis, a, a penis, gargling penises. And I asked my cousin, my next door cousin, whose daughter, um, who is around 11 years old, uh, they came down. She's down here visiting her dad. Uh, the mother's in Detroit and they co-parent that way. And I told him, I was like, man, I saw this song. They were talking about gargling penis on TikTok. And I was like, how would you like to be in, in the car with your 11-year-old daughter? And you turn on the radio, and that type of stuff is coming across the radio where they're talking about gargling penis. And he was like, I don't play nothing but NPR on the radio when I'm in the car. Nothing but NPR. And I told him, of course, dude, you got to pull up Black Talk Radio on TuneIn if you got an app for TuneIn. Um, but that's neither here nor there. The mission of Clear the Airways Project is urban radio stations promote gun violence, as I said, gang warfare, drug use, and pornography to black audiences age 12 and up. This is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This music is in the air that we pay for. It is time to clear the airways. And so, again, we have the founder friend of the show, longtime friend of the show, Brother Kwabana Rasuli on with us. What's up, Brother Kwabana? Oh, man, you a whole bunch, man. How you been, brother? Um, just been doing the best I can, man. Um, since, since we last talked, I attended my first ever in my life Juneteenth event. Uh, they had one in Gastonia 
North Carolina. And so my daughter wanted to, you know, sell some body bees and other stuff. So she became a vendor at this Juneteenth event. And it was great, man. It was a wonderful event. There was no violence whatsoever. They wasn't playing inappropriate music. The DJ wasn't. So it was a great event. And then, you know, so I was helping my daughter and I was also passing out information information packets about the 13th amendment and how slavery technically has not been abolished, but we are here, you know, recognizing emancipation day, you know, for those uh, who established that holiday after being free from plantation slavery. But again, we still got work to do. So that was Man. a great event. Uh, Quab, and I really enjoyed myself. Good. That's, that's better than what happened last year in, in Charlotte or near Charlotte during, uh, during Juneteenth of 2020. I don't know if you recall. Yes, I recall. <laughs> I was saying stuff about it ahead of this event. I was like, please don't nobody shoot up the Juneteenth event this year, okay? Because that did happen in Charlotte. Uh, competing Juneteenth events. One one block had a Juneteenth event. Another block had a Juneteenth event. And then one group of people went to the other group knuckleheads and shot at other knuckleheads. And so it's like gang warfare. Ah, oh, I didn't know it was like that. Yeah. It's crazy, uh, man. Uh, but that, hey, we do got Power 98 promoting that kind of gun violence in the city of Charlotte. So, man. So, uh, before we get before we get into the BET Awards, which I called you and wanted to talk to you about that and, and just, you know, acknowledging this pattern from these corporate award shows of awarding the most ratchetest, most destructive, um, most obscene music um, that is being broadcast over FCC licensed airways. And I also understand you got an update uh, for us on, you know, some things y'all had been the FCC complaint y'all filed against one of those stations in Chicago. But speaking of Chicago, just going to give a couple of headlines. Now I was talking to some people uh, and they were saying, man, did you hear about those 70 something people that got shot? I think that was last weekend, but hey, we into, you know, a holiday weekend. So here's some of the headlines. This was updated yesterday around 7 o'clock a.m. A violent day in Chicago, four killed, 28 wounded, including three young children seriously injured. Thursday was one of the most violent days of the year, less than a week after two mass shootings killed two women and wounded 15 other people. So that's one headline. Now, the next headline, this just came out today. Um, I believe it just came out today, but it says Chicago violence 12 shot five fatally across the city in weekend shootings. Now, think about it like this, people. How often are you seeing any headlines out of, of casualties in Afghanistan or Iraq that's U.S. soldiers or U.S. contractors you're not hearing, and you know, those are active war zones. And you're not hearing this kind of casualty report coming from where our military is occupying countries and, and there's some conflict, but they're not suffering the same kind of casualties as, as citizens of the United States is suffering in 2021 in our urban cities, in our rural areas. It's everywhere. 
Quabbing of your thoughts. You, you're right up there in Chicago, man. You know, that's why I got to keep you covered in prayer, bro, because I don't want you, you know, and Sister Layla just be, becoming a statistic, man. It, it's, it's everywhere, bro. Like you said, it's just uh, small hamlets, major cities, mid-sized cities. It's everywhere. This time last week, I was riding back to the gas station where, where an elder was shot to death in the morning. I think they funeralized him today, Brother Broadnax. Uh, out here in Gary. Um, you know, I just read where a, a, a freshman football player star at Kennesaw State in, in Georgia, I think that's where he was going, went back home to Pensacola, and they shot up his car 50 times, brother. He's gone. 50 times. And like you mentioned, the uh, the mass shootings in Chicago, that which I think are over, was it over four or over six people? I think it's over four people. It's a mass shooting, they call it now. But there have they've been 24 in Chicago so far this year. Yeah, four so, more uh, people. Day, for more, and to your point, not to interrupt you, but I was peeping some stuff on social media, and somebody had mentioned that, and they were complaining about why they're classifying these shootings in the hoods as, oh, they classify them as mass shootings, but the definition of a mass shooting is for or more people. So we've been having mass shootings, you know, in the community, you know, me being from Detroit, me seeing that in environment, in the late 70s, you know, mass shootings been happening in, in U.S. cities for a long time. Yeah, but don't you think that, like, right now, they're just, they're at a level of such that it's just, it seems, you know, it different. seems like. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes we, okay, uh, no, there's, there's sisters out there. There's women, we're not going to do this now. Or that the baby might be, no, you know, even in the movie Scarface, as, as hard as, as Tony Montana, or that was whatever his name was, and Scarface was, looks over the other car, sees a little baby in there, no, I'm not doing. I'm not bombing that car with the baby, with the children in there. I'm not doing it, even him. And we don't rate it for that for us, you know. And and it, bro, it's just so crazy right now. I saw where I was on the call the other day. A two-year-old in Detroit was was killed the other day. Uh, we had a, a an eight-month-old, like I said on Thursday, she was one of the victims. I think she's going to survive. Another child was 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 uh, was shot. A sixty-one-year-old man was shot. Um, the time when we had those two mass shootings and that, a lot of the stuff is being shown on video because you know there's cameras everywhere Yes. so when you see these videos like one of the shootings on Thursday it's on video and these, these cats just jump out and just spray bullets and then boom they hop back in the car and they're gone and the, the one in Florida uh, that took place I believe that was sometime around Memorial Day weekend that was one of the most yeah, they called it telling. on film too three, three young black men going to a rap concert and just shooting at the people that was in line to get in the building at, at I don't know who the artist was, but I'm, I'm willing to bet, you know, it was some more, it was one of those murder music uh, concerts. So yeah, I saw that vi- they caught that one on video. I still don't think they caught the people. No, I don't think they got them either, but I saw, I saw the video and, and I, I checked out the rapper. I can't even recall his name right now, but I did check out some of his music, typical ratchet, crazy stuff. But the, you know, they, when, they, when you see that video, there's three cats getting out this truck, and within 10 seconds, they go spray the crowd who's standing out in front of the, uh, the venue trying to get in or waiting to get in, and they, they're back in the car within 10 seconds. And you also, there's a video of the people outside of the club. And so they juxtapose both videos of when the guys run from the SUV, they're out of the camera, and the people are standing up. And you see them start going down. Mm. Some of them trying to get out the way, but some many of them are going down from the gunshot wounds, and then as you and then they go back to the people hopping back in the car. They got twenty three p 
people they shot. Three of them died. Two, they kept reporting they died, but a sister died about a week later from that shooting. Now, on the same week, on the radio, there's a song called Spot em by Spot em Got em called Drago. No, it's Drago on oh, Beatbox. Drago make them beatbox. You know, beatbox is when you're dancing. So they were dancing. When they came through and shot up that area, when they ran, hopping around from the bullet, bullet wounds, trying to escape bullets, they're dancing. So their, their gun makes them beatbox. And so uh, uh, there's a line in the song from Pooh Shiesty where he talks about he's, he's riding in the back seat. He's uh, three deep. He got the back seat covered, and they got ten bodies. So those three, they didn't get ten bodies. They got 23. They shot 23 people. But this is on the radio constantly, bro. Yes. It's, and it's just, and, and uh, if you one day check out this video with Spotem got him because everybody's jumped on the video. I'm talking about any rapper that's a rapper that's kind of hot right now. They're on the video, including the baby, who by the way brags not just once but twice about all his Grammys and Grammy nominations. As he talks about, as he raps about, he raps about, it, including she do whatever I say. I piss in the cup and call it lemonade. That's part of his lines in, wow. in, in the song. Just nasty. So, and, and, hmm? Just nasty, man. Very obscene. Very obscene, yeah. you know. And and that's what Clear the Airways Project has been focusing on and your allies is, is the law, the legalities. We, you know, always hear people telling us, oh, man, we got to follow the law, got to, you know, obey the rules. And then you had a government not even at, at one side of its mouth trying to address mass gun violence but then out the other side at another agency they allowing this very music that promotes that type of uh, behavior to go out over the fcc licensed airways you know little oozy verse and then you know we talked about in the past how a number of these artists become victims you know uh, i did a report about pop smoke getting smoked you know, when he got popped by them young teenagers, one of them was like only, I think, either 14, no older than 16, who told the police, yeah, he, he was running and screaming and I shot him on the back, meaning that he shot him in the back. But, you know, and so now we almost had some gun violence break out in Hollywood with Lil Uzi Vert, ex-girlfriend, a woman by the name of Brittany Bird, um, said that, Lil Uzi Vert, who he she used to date, uh, came to where she was with this other rapper named Little John. She said they was discussing uh, a business project, um, but there are reports that perhaps they're dating. That's neither here nor there. Um, but Lil Uzi Vert pulls up on them, jumps out the Escalade, confronts them, and then next thing you know, guns being pulled out. Now, I'm going to just read a little bit from... Uh, this TMZ report uh, says today around 5.56 uh, p.m., uh, Brittany Bird went to West Hollywood Sheriff's, this must be from yesterday, yeah, West Hollywood Sheriff's substation Friday afternoon and filed a police report alleging Uzi, her ex-boyfriend, put a gun to her stomach and then struck her. And, and you know, domestic violence and misogyny is a big part of this rap music that, that we're talking about. Uh, then it says, it now appears that Lil Uzi Vert rolled up to Dialogue Cafe because St. John was there with Uzi's ex, Brittany Bird. Sources connected Brittany 
uh, connected to Britney, tell TMZ she and St. John were there discussing a business project when Uzi jumped out of an escalator and confronted everyone at the table and then got into it with John. The sources say Uzi threw a punch at John and missed. He fell down and his gun fell out on the ground. We're told that's when Britney got up from the table and approached him and he allegedly pushed the gun into her stomach and allegedly struck her. Everyone left the scene and we're told She's going to a hospital and then filing a police report. So she did file uh, that police report. So this time didn't nobody get killed, but a lot of rappers over the years, man, have been killed with conflict. And that is exactly what this type of music promotes. That's how it promotes conflict resolution, not by using words, not by speaking and, 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 you know, trying to resolve something peacefully. No, it's all about that street cred. Oh, you disrespected me. Now I got to kill you. You know, this is sad, man, that this has been going on all these decades, this sort of attitude. And it's promoted through the airways, FCC licensed airways and supported, supported by corporate advertisement dollars. So. And, and Scotty, and Scotty, and so, and like you said, this, this is the conflict resolution instructions that they push out there to the people. And sometimes it ain't even a conflict. That the number one song, I didn't catch the number one song this week, but as of last week was a song by Moneybag Yo, I Got Time Today. And this song, not only does he talk brag about the girl going to eat the D-I-C-K through his, through his drawers or through his pants or whatever, he talks about if y'all, if y'all ain't saying who, who did it, well, everybody going to get hit. You know, and he, he spins around the block, spins around the block a couple times. He said he comes back and he finishes up. It looks like a war zone. That's the number one song in the country for African children, according to No Heart Radio, I Heart Radio, uh, their, their breakfast club. That's the number one song in the country for African children. And this is, this is in, a, in a time when there's so much, like 2020 set the record for increase in violence. Uh, gunshots in, in, in the United States, gunshot victims. It set the record from year increase, 2020. 2021 is higher than 2020. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this fratricide is increasing like the, like the planet's warming up. And, and it's being, and we know why. Just like we, we know it's because of the fossil fuels and it's, it's, and uh, the lack of environmental uh, care of these corporations. Yeah. It's almost the same way with this music. It's a lack of care and a disdain for African people. It's the corporations that sponsor them, it's the corporations that play that crap, and it's the government, when we look at the FCC, and, and, and how they supposed to regulate and how they don't regulate, how they turn a blind eye to what's going on, man. This song, Time Today, again, number one in the country, and at the same time, BET, I know you're gonna, we're going to talk about that for a minute, but BET is supposed to, supposed to be honoring black women last week during that BET honors. honors. Right. And so during that same time, in Chicago, there were two mass shootings. In both of those mass shootings, the only people that died in each one were, was a black woman in each case. Let me go down the list real quick. Uh, the BET Awards, and again, you know, you've been on and we talked about the Grammys. And what's really disappointing, though, and hypocritical is the NAACP Image Awards, which historically has fought against... Uh, racist caricatures and, you know, displaying or portraying black people as animals, as, you know what I'm saying, just barbarians and what have you. And now they're here, here they are giving awards to artists who present those same caricatures that we got 
from racist white America. So, but anyway, BET is, is following suit just like the rest of them. Um, Bob Johnson, of course, sold BET to Viacom, which is another white corporation, uh, profiting off of this. Uh, caricatures of, of black people in, in this violence and pornographic music. But the BET Awards was honoring black excellence in entertainment and sports and were presented Sunday. Um, album of the year, Hotels, I guess I'm pronouncing that correctly. They ain't spelling it right, but Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan won winner of the year. But you do got Blame It on the Baby was nominated. Good news. Megan the Stallion. I don't know if this the album she was talking about gargling penis on or not. Um, but I, or is this the one where she was talking about making the block bleed? But hotels and, and maybe that one. Look, look at that. Maybe the one where she talks about she's a vegan until it comes to eating D I C K. Wow. Uh, best female R and B pop artist was her. H E R was the winner. Beyonce, uh, Jasmine Sullivan, uh, Janae. Ico, I guess, Summer Walker. I'm not familiar with these artists. Um, best male R&B, that's not really what we're looking at. Uh, best female hip-hop artist, Cardi B, Koi LeRae, Dojo Cat, Megan Thee Stallion, winner, okay, and uh, Lato and Saweetie. Uh, best male, quote-unquote, hip-hop artist, The Baby, Drake, J. Cole, Jack Harlow, isn't that that white boy you talked you talked about was talking about passing women around like Stockton? Like Stockton, yeah, that's um, that's Jack Harlow, the same one with uh with he with the remix he got the baby, he got the dude that that uh that had Megan bleed the block stallion laid out on the street on the block bleeding because he shot her in both feet and also Lil Stain is on that song. Lil Wayne says he he'll pass that be like magic. He he went up the he went up uh, Harlow on that song Lil Wayne's verse he gonna pass it like magic. Wow, Lil Baby was the winner, and Pop Smoke was nominated. I mentioned him during our introduction to this episode about how he uh, was fronting. I, back in the day, we called it fronting, or you might call it stunting, or being flashy and showing off your material goods, and he posting, you know, his his Rolexes and stuff on Facebook, and, and then somehow... Uh, some some young gang members got um, his address at the at the B- Airbnb he was staying at, and they busted in and they robbed him. And you know, one of his songs you told me where he talks about shooting somebody in the back and making their dreads pop off. Um, but he ends up getting shot in the back during this quote unquote. Well, I guess you call it home invasion. Uh, robbery. Oh yeah, oh yeah, gets- oh, yeah. and that was and that was that was spot him, spot him, got him. Mm-hmm. Who uh, who made the song about shoot him in the back, uh, knock his dreads off, oh, spot okay. him, got him. But but Pop Smoke did you know you shared with me some of the stuff he made. But on his biggest hit song, starts off with he's gonna kill you and send you to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, best collaboration. These again are BET Awards for Excellence. This is supposed to represent excellence. In entertainment, best collaboration: Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion. WAP, the WAP, you know, wet at. I'm not gonna say it because this is a family show. Uh, the baby featuring Roddy Rich, rock star. Uh, DJ Khalid featuring Drake, pop star. Jack Harlow featuring the the baby. Tony Laniz and Lil Wayne was popping. So again, this is where the the song with the lyrics about passing women around. 
and 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 what have you. So Megan Thee Stallion featuring the baby, Cry Baby, Pop Smoke featuring Lil Baby and the Baby for the night. So I'm I'm gonna just quit right there. Uh, I could go. Have you on seen, have you seen the Cry Baby video? No, I, I don't watch these. I don't watch this stuff. Unlike you, it's not my job to monitor it. I just call <laughs> you and prank you on and let you tell us. Hey, hey, look, at least you, uh, I appreciate you brother, for allowing me to like, let it get it out of the system so I can, you know, say it because uh, I got to get it out of my out of my system. Sister was almost crying. She said taking her son to school and that song was on the radio. She was almost crying listening to it. So she t- turned it off and told me about it. So I looked it up. That song is based on like a Toy Story type of backdrop. So children will be looking at this and all uh, Megan does is come on uh, like she's at a strip club and other girls skin uh, loosely clad, not loosely clad, nothing on Harley and grinding and, and pumping and twerking and the baby standing up rapping about how different ways he's going, you know, do whatever to him. And it's, and the song is played all the time. That's when we looked at the radio was seeing how many times they played it and saw the song beatbox. And I knew the song beatbox, but that's when we looked at the lyrics. They played that song Cry Baby on Easter Sunday morning in, on the No Heart Station, the iHeart Station in Indianapolis. They played it 14 times between 4 o'clock in the morning and 7 o'clock at night. 14 times. So when we say these songs in hot rotation getting 20 spins a day, this is what we mean. On FCC license airways. We ain't talking about any cable music networks. We're not talking about any paid subscriptions to satellite radio. We're not talking about uh, Pandora or any of the other, you know, streaming, online streaming. We're talking about FCC license airwaves. FCC license airways and often what's played on the FCC license airways makes it makes its way into school events and it's the backdrop of the music and that's why I thought it was very important because I was dealing with young people um, younger than me uh, that organized that Juneteenth rally and, and early on I was like please don't play no murder music no music that's disrespecting women or talking about killing and shooting and, and again so they was just playing old school 80s R&B and that was that really really I think played a role in into creating such a safe and fun and family friendly yeah. environment yes yes it's, it's so sad that we have to go to that but it's true I mean, when you and going back to the war, awards real quick. So Maxine Waters introduced. I don't know if it was Jasmine Sullivan, uh, one of the one of the singers who was singing all about D's and effing, but in her song. But Maxine's there introducing her not too long after being uh, in a video with Megan, Megan The Stallion, Megan Pete, where when the question came up about the content of Megan's music, Megan even looked at Maxine like, "Uh oh, I'm about to get it. She about to give read me the riot act." And Maxine Waters kind of like gave her a stamp of approval, like that's, this is somehow empowering that you could be making this sort of, of pornographic music and, and putting it to the masses of our people, our children, and, and destroying the, the minds of, of, of young men and how they should be thinking about women. And so Maxine approved that crap. And, man, so the NAACP, like you said, they, they've been reached out to about this madness, haven't heard back from them, even the Grammys. Now, the person who, who, who was, like, in charge of the Grammys right now is Harvey Mason, Jr., his daddy is a, is a veteran jazz drummer. That's a brother. I mean, what are you there for if you're going to still put out this crap? Now, would you be nominating, even BET, would you be nominating or awarding these songs if you take that N-bomb out that's in there and put in G-A-Y or put in K-I-K-E or even J-E-W? Would you be nominating these songs? Would they no, be getting of awards? Not. No. 
No, of course not. You know, um, and it is, it is, I guess, a talking point that I'm starting to see as in terms of saying, oh, we celebrating women, whether they strippers, whether they sex workers, we're, we're here, to, we're trying to empower women. And to me, you know, I'm not, I don't look down on a sex worker. I don't look down on a stripper, but a lot of those women would not do that if it was not for the capitalistic impoverished state that they find themselves in, in these ghettos, in the, even in the rural areas. Poverty is all over the United States. And you can't tell, tell me that that's empowering. You know, when WAP came out and they, Megan and, and whoever was rolling around on the stage at, at the performance and, and getting all vulgar with it and people saying that's empowering. That's not, that, how is that empowering? You're that's setting up, empowering. you're that's, setting up. They repeat, I'm sorry. They, they would, they repeat, there's some holes in this house almost 50 times in that song in the back. There's some holes in this house. Some, even when they're not saying it, they say it so much you think they're saying it. That, I mean, how is that empowering? How do you give a song like that an award, a song that's been out, that was out last year, and you bring it back up into the, into the people again this year now by rewarding that? And so my friend of mine said, BT, that we, and I was thinking the same thing earlier, that we should demand, there's a lot of things we should demand, but we should demand that Viacom and those crackers who run BET take that name off, change that name. Oh, now, now we might get flagged because you said the C word. Because when I quoted um, Samuel L. Jackson's character, Major Marquez, uh, uh, what is his last name, in Hateful Eight, and he was talking about why he joined the war and talking about killing crackers and stuff. You can't say that stuff. We might get flagged. But you can say nigga or nigger or any derivative of the, the N-word, and, and you'll be fine with it. That just goes to our point. You can go to YouTube. You can go to any of these stations, and you'll hear this music. It's using a derogatory term. Uh, the N-word for black people, but if they use derogatory terms used for white people or any other group of people outside, non-black people, um, then, you know, there's a problem. And that's racist. Yeah, that's, and, that's and that, racist. Yeah, that's racist. That's, that's anti-black racism. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that, that word, bro, I, I, and I was talking to someone recently, too, about that word. I think that word anchors almost everything anchors all this stuff that's really done to us in so many ways, especially in the media with his music, because they've been allowed to drop that in bomb and so much of this music. And, you know, if you, if you guys check out the survey, I'm sure you've seen it. We do a, a, a state of black, the sad state of black music survey. Look it up on YouTube. And hopefully I think we have some copies of it on our, on our page, on our clearly Airways project page where we just randomly uh, see young, uh, see people young, old, whatever. And we ask them the survey questions the percentage of music that you and your peers listen to that drop in bombs on us, mm. the percentage of music that, of you, that you and your peers listen to that refer to our women folk as B's and H's, the percentage of music you and your peers listen to that brags about and encourages African people to shoot and kill each other. And I'm telling you, it's always 85, 90, sometimes all of it. Every once in a while you get a 60 or 50, but even that, that's crazy. Right. That, that's what it is. And we've we taken the survey in San Diego, in New York, in Tampa, in, in Portland, all around the country, we've taken a survey, and the answers are pretty much all the same. Right, right. That's, that's where we're at with this music. And so, brother, if I can real quick, man, I want to just share, you know, we struggle. We got the petition out there, change.org, dealing with uh, these specifically these radio stations in Chicagoland that push that poison on African children. 
and uh, we uh, we filed a, a complaint with the FCC. Uh, the, the That's there in Chicago. Respond. Let's point that out with all these headlines about the gun violence in Chicago. Um, you know, so that's what you're talking about a state. You filed an FCC complaint against a Chicago station owned by Crawford Broadcasting, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, which is predominantly white corporation that also peddles uh, right wing talk radio. Okay. So yeah, that's what he's talking about, people. This is station in Chicago where all of this, we have a gun violence epidemic. Yes, and so it was them and iHeart, and iHeart specifically in Chicago, but we also noted there are stations all around the country that's pushing this poison on black people where the music they play is somewhat like the answers to that survey question we shared just a couple seconds ago. And so back and forth, hadn't heard anything from them since October. So we just get the word the other day that they made their decision on our, uh, on our uh, complaint. In our complaint, we wanted the license to uh, be uh, reconsidered and taken away from uh, Power 92.3. That's the Dontron Crawford station. And like you said, they do Christian talk, Christian music, and conservative talk all around the country. But when it comes to Chicago and the young black masses in Chicago who are struggling, it's, you know, I'm, uh, it's church music, all right. But um, what do you say? Amen. I'm finna kill ends in the building, church. That's the kind of stuff they play for the young people in Chicago. And so we got a word back from the FCC that our, uh, our complaint was dismissed. And this is just one of the statements, and I think this is, this is pretty interesting. So the licensees, they have broad discretion based on their rights to free speech. Their broad discretion allows them to choose in good faith the programming they believe serves the needs and interests of their community. And this is part of what the lawyers for the FCC sent back to us. This they're, isn't they're, this they're, radio they're, station. This is that government agency and this is coming from them that uh one of you raised first amendment concerns which i heard people talk about that but listen they right now want to ban critical race theory which is a very small area of study of college professors that has been going on for 30 years but you know uh uh what about their first amendment speech rights and what have you. And this doesn't fall under First Amendment speech rights because, it, you know, there have been cases that I've done some research. Let me put it this way. You can't stand. I remember I got into it with Timothy Wise. For those that don't know that white man, he claims to be a, a anti-racist and he gets paid lots of money to go around and get these talks and what have you. So he had put on Facebook that First Amendment would allow him to stand in the middle of Times Square and yell nigger in the street. And that that would be protected by the U.S. Constitution in the Bill of Rights, First Amendment speech. And then I retorted and said that, no, actually, it, it, it does not. Uh, the, the Supreme Court in, the, what is that case, Kaplinsky versus, uh, I think it was Massachusetts or whatever. But Kaplinsky was cussing out a cop and using a bunch of cuss words and what have you. And it's called fighting words. So it's similar mm. to you can't go into a theater and yell fire because it's going to cause chaos or panic and what have you. Similarly, you can't go in the middle of the street around a bunch of black people and call them niggers because what's that's likely to to lead to? Oh, that's that's fight that's fight that's beat down words that's fighting words fighting words. 
but they can spew fighting words. See, they, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kwabana. What else? Well, I mean, say? but you're right. But it's fighting words to us. But it, but it, it says it gives them the licensees. It talks about the programming that they believe serves the needs and interests of their community in Chicago area. And they know this. They they see the news in the Chicago area right now. The uh, having a song on the radio saying, "I didn't shot up everywhere they was. I ain't got nowhere to go." Does not serve our best interests. Having a song saying, "I'm a, uh, you know I'm gonna shoot him in the face twice," or saying, "I'm gonna go to a funeral and uh, I'm gonna murk you," and I'm gonna go to your funeral and have your casket shot up and paying people for drug money to do it. That not does not serve. Does that serve our best interest? You think in Chicago or oh, anywhere? No, it doesn't serve anybody's best interest, uh, but those who profit from it. And this, to me, should be grounds. I hope that y'all reach out to some members of Congress. I know Maxine Waters gave the stamp of approval, but but reach out to reach out to some groups, target them. You know, um, I would say some progressives. Um, I hope Nina Turner wins that special election. But what I'm what I'm babbling about and trying to get to is there needs to be congressional hearings. And the FCC lawyers need to explain to members of Congress how this vile, violent, obscene music is serving the best interests of Chicago with Chicago in the headlines so much. You know, Trump even threatened to send send National yeah. Guard troops into Chicago because of the violence when he was there. Now you got uh, Joe Biden, who part of his administration is focusing on how do we reduce gun violence, you know, mass gun, gun violence. And now you got another branch of the FCC during the Biden administration saying, hey, promoting all this violence. And other crime is is serving the needs of the community. I think they should have to answer on Capitol Hill for this and explain. Oh yeah, I, I, we agree. We well, the people had hearings a couple of weeks ago, and it should be on our page. Any, it may be on there already. Uh, we had we had the people had public hearings, and what it was, it was we used uh, Bernard's uh, book, um, the Weaponization of Hip Hop: How the Music Industry Harms Black People. So look out for that. We had Brother Speech on there. We had psychologists on there. We had educators, activists. Uh, teachers, we had uh, Dr. Ife Williams was on there from the National Congress of Black William uh, Women. Uh, so it was, uh, uh, like I said, Brother Bob Law from National Black Leadership Alliance. It was a powerful piece. And uh, again, so we had our own hearing. So check it out too. But you are so right. The reason why we finally got this answer, we believe, is because we got with the new congressman here in in our area, whose area is that station, that 92.3 station. And they say, hey, get with the FCC and let them know what's going on. I mean, we want to know what's going on. Why are they holding off on giving us the the, uh, the results of our uh, of our um, complaints against these radio stations? So we still haven't gotten an answer from iHeart and their radio station. And at the same time, Scotty, it was two years ago last weekend, two years ago, that we went to New York City. And New York City, uh, uh, Sister Inez Barron, Councilwoman Inez, Inez Barron, introduced the resolution just like the brothers from Raging the Ratchet did in Philly, in the Philly area, Delaware area, just like we did in Gary, condemning the Ratchet Killer radio stations, Power 105 and Hot 97 in, uh, in, in, in New York. They, it's, it's out there. It's introduced, but they won't hear it. They haven't voted on it because they won't. It's been there two years just sitting in a New York City city council. Wow. So as we wrap it up, I do want to tell people, go check out Clear the Airways Project dot org. Clear the Airways Project dot org. Brand new website. I love that website. 
I think you mentioned Sister Layla helped helped you with that. Very professional looking people. Please go visit that. Um, make a donation, uh, whatever you can give, um, because this kind of stuff costs money. And um, so, Brother Kwabna, anything you would like to leave the audience with? Yeah, the work we do with the FCC, the work, you know, trying to get them to do it, the work we did at the New York City Council, you know, when we talk. But what we really need is the people. We need the people to put a stop to this. The work we do in these advertisers need the people to stop dealing with their advertisers. We need the people to organize. We need to work with CMOTAC, which is a committee to eliminate media offensive to African people. Work with the Clear the Airways Project, Rage Against the Ratchet. Uh, uh, you know, spread this word that people are fighting and struggling against this mess. Let the people know what the uh, FCC is saying about those who say, no, this, this, this is music. This is culture. You know, like we always talk about, Scotty, music is everything. I was at a White Sox game the other day. I'm telling you, the third of the songs that they played at that White Sox game were disrespectful to black people, dropping N-bombs on us. Wow. At the White Sox game. Of course, they had sense enough not to put the lyrics in there when they start doing that. But, man, this is and it's all over. At, look at the NBA playoffs. You know, that song I was talking about earlier, uh, Beatbox, there's a certain dance they do to it. The Phoenix Suns, not this, not when they went to the championship, but I think when they won one of the earliest uh, series. The players on the sideline doing all this, doing that same dance. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it definitely permeates all facets of society, and it's, it's harmful, and I think the evidence speaks for itself. All right, Brother Kwabner, thanks for talking to us again, and you be safe um, doing your work up there in that area and across the United States. And appreciate you, Scotty, as always, brother, and we'll be in touch, man. All right, peace. Peace. All right, that was Brother Kwabner again with Clear the Airways Project. Dot org if you want to visit them on the web. 